Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. All right. Welcome. It is Powerland News Radio 930 WBEN. Tommy here. And uh, David Bellavia talked about this uh, the last part of his show. And I'm going to continue talking about it the first part of my show. And that is, uh, well, some news regarding New York State's uh, gun laws and the new gun laws, which went into effect on September 1st after New York State threw a hissy fit over a Supreme Court decision regarding your ability to keep and bear and carry firearms. And of course, uh, when it comes to a legal decision, um, I think that one must turn to a legal expert, especially one who specializes in firearms uh, issues. And we had him on just a few days ago, and we're prevailing upon him once again from uh, the Tresmond Law Firm. We have Max Tresmond, and we will invite your telephone questions Pardon me, questions and comments. I don't know why I'm swallowing wrong lately. I mean, 40 years of my life, 42 years of my life on the air, and now suddenly uh, I go on the air and I I do that to you? Sorry about that if you're wearing headphones. But if you have uh, questions or comments for Max Tresman about what you are going to hear from Max Tresman, the phone number is, as it always is, 803 0930. That's 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. And without further hesitation, we bring aboard uh, Max Tresman. Max, you uh, good for the hour? Yeah, it's uh, good to be here again. Thanks for having me on, Tom. Well, always a pleasure. First of all, as an attorney, but in language even a limp brain like myself can understand, what happened today court-wise? Well... Yeah, big changes appear to be coming for Kathy Hochul's uh, Concealed Carry Improvement Act, that Orwellian named uh, law. Uh, court, the Northern District of New York, which is a federal court, has issued a temporary restraining order against significant portions of the new concealed carry restrictions. Uh, no doubt this is going to be appealed to the Second Circuit Court of Appeals. Uh, but I think it is highly unlikely that the state is going to prevail in this case. I think the expanded concealed carry rights that are protected under the Bruin decision are here to stay, and gun owners and those who are concerned about the preservation of their constitutional rights should uh, be very happy today at the news. Uh, what I do think, Tom, is that this is, a, this is an enormous decision, and the best way to explain it would be to go to uh, go over the various uh, subject matters uh, that have been raised and enjoined in the decision because this this judge has broken apart the law piece by piece. Well, that sounds good to me. Let's start with what is now off the table as far as New York State. Well, the first thing that is off the table with New York State is that they cannot ask on the concealed carry application 
an entire list of family members who reside in the household. That was considered, unlike the character reference requirement, which has been upheld and has been used around the country uh, for years with concealed carry uh, permitting rules, the list of the names of everyone in your house has been considered extremely onerous. The judge referred to it as far more invasive and onerous than a demand for a list of character references appears to be a demand for the names and contact information of the applicant's spouse or domestic partner or any other adults residing in the home and any adult children of the applicant. So that's off the table. The next thing that's off the table is the requirement for a pistol permit applicant to list three years of their social media history. That is gone. That was a big concern that came up in the last couple of shows that I was on. Uh, the state under this injunction cannot require you to list your Facebook accounts, your Twitter accounts, your Reddit posts. The court finds that there really is no historical analog for that, and that's temporarily restrained. Next thing, the 18 hours of firearm training, unfortunately, has been affirmed. With regard to the sensitive locations, however, most of the sensitive locations uh, that, that were listed as prohibiting concealed carry, that's off the table for the state now. Well, the state will continue to be able to ban guns in schools and government buildings and courthouses. That was actually in the Heller decision and in polling places. They will not be able to ban the use of guns or the carry of guns at summer youth camps. Uh, or in uh, county parks, it appears, from a, a reading of the decision. Also, Times Square, there was a prohibition on carrying firearms in Times Square. The court rejected the argument uh, that Times Square could be a sensitive location based upon population density that was expressly uh, contrary to the NYSERPA v. Bruin decision that said, Population density and high population volume uh, simply is not a rational or constitutional basis to prohibit concealed carry. The court also found no historical analogs for carrying in many of these other government buildings, such as uh, Office of Child Family Service locations, health locations. Uh, as I said, Times Square was out. The ban on Carrying guns in public libraries is also out. The court found that these restrictions were expressly written to restrict the person's constitutional right to carry their firearm that they lawfully own. So with the judge determining that the plaintiffs had shown irreparable harm if this law was allowed to stand, the injunction was issued. There is a temporary stay of the injunction for three days uh, while the state appeals this, but the court, after those three days, has not consented uh, to a stay, which would stay the enforcement of this temporary restraining order, and it should go into effect. So it's very exciting news for gun owners and supporters of the Constitution. But, Max, this doesn't sound, uh, uh, to me anyway, like a, anything like a full victory. Uh, so New York State cannot ask about the people who live in your domicile. New York, you do not have to present three years of your social media history when you apply for a uh, pistol permit. You can carry a firearm in libraries, according to what you just said. But the 18-hour training 
that you have to go through now in order to receive a concealed carry permit is still on the books. And, Max, it strikes me as being extremely hypocritical because we're told that people should not have to present photo ID when they vote because it represents a special hardship on poor and minority communities, and yet 18 hours of training is going to be pretty damned expensive. And is there a historical analog anywhere for 18 hours of training? I don't believe that there is, and I do believe that that 18 hours of training will be challenged in future cases. I don't expect that uh, to remain in effect as these cases develop. However, in this case, the judge is not agreeing to enjoin that. Uh, however, there are other changes uh, to the pistol permit law and to what's uh, considered carry. The restrictions on carrying in subways or on public transportation, that was enjoined. The restrictions uh, on businesses, that was a big thing uh, that came up repeatedly in the questions during the last two question and answer periods. Bars were designated as uh, restricted or sensitive locations, and you couldn't carry in a bar. This decision enjoins the law that prohibits carrying in bars and restaurants. Well, that's going to be very, very good uh, news for those people who run bars, who run restaurants, who have a big till at the end of the night. Now, uh, are, before you go further with what is changing in the law, is this immediately changed or do we have to wait three days? We would have to wait three days for this judge, judgment to be uh, for this temporary restraining order to take effect. Okay. Where else? What else has changed in this law? The, the interesting part about the decision is the replaces a worship or religious observation restrictions. The court really uh, parsed out who can carry where, and, he, and the judge said, based on the historical analogs, it is permissible for New York State to generally restrict concealed carry in any place of worship as contained in paragraph 2C of the CCIA, section 4. The court emphasizes the word generally because of the six historical analogs the court is located. Half of them contain several exceptions for those bound by duty to bear arms at the place of worship for those possessing good and sufficient cause to carry a gun at a place of worship for those serving as peace officers in the place of worship and for those whom the place of worship has its own uh, is his own premise so together those historical statutes suggest that there exists a tradition of permitting an exception to this prohibition so the restriction on carry uh, is enjoined in part as it pertains to uh, houses of worship. People will be able to have armed security in churches if the churches so desire. Um, okay, would that be considered a duty then if, if you get together with your rabbi, imam, priest, minister, and the minister says, hey, we want you as our security team, are you then, under this new interpretation of the law, is it then your duty to carry if you've got the proper paperwork? That's an interesting question. I think you're going to certainly see some churches designate numerous members as security personnel for the, for the church as a way to take advantage of the reasoning in this injunction. So it's going to depend on a, you know, on a, church to church or religious 
building-to-religious-building basis, which brings us to the next important point of this injunction. The Apparently, from what I'm reading here, the judge has enjoined the state from prohibiting carrying all businesses unless the business owner puts up a sign. Uh, he, the judge ruled that is an impermissible exercise of state judgment for private business owners. So that's going to be out. Is there anything else that is out? Did we, we covered the public uh, public transportation aspect. Yes, right? subways and public transportation, yes. And we covered all other sensitive locations, which include any location providing health, behavioral health, or chemical dependence care services, that doubt libra- libraries, public pr- playgrounds, public parks, and zoos, that doubt the location of any program licensed, regulated, certified, funded, or approved by the Office of Children and Family Services, that doubt uh, summer camps, that doubt. So that also emergency programs for victims of domestic violence, that doubt. All right, so we're learning what is uh, is not as of this moment law in New York State, uh, but obviously there's a whole legal process that we need to get into. Um, how about the uh, something that was of great concern to the hunters, Max, and that is uh, if you're going hunting, your uh, firearms, if you left the car, had to be secured in a watertight steel box that nobody makes that affixes to the bottom of your car. Was that addressed? I did not. I believe that that is addressed in vehicles uh, used for public transportation. They did not specifically, from what I'm looking at, uh, talk about that box. But based on the uh, gist of this decision, I don't see how that would be able to stand. We're going to have to see what the appellate court does with this. But I don't see that addressed verbatim in the decision. And something else, Max, uh, if you could explain the situation with the reenactors, because there were parts of New York State's gun laws which went into effect on September 1st, which made historical reenactments involving even blank firearms illegal in New York State. Does today's decision do anything about that? Yes, based on this, based on the decision, as I have read it here, and it's only been out for a couple of hours. It appears that depending on the location, the reenactments will be allowed to uh, resume on certain lands. Probably not on the lands owned by an educational institution like a school. They used to do these things at schools years ago. But summer camps, public parks, uh, the injunction covers that and enjoins the state from enforcing these restrictions in those areas. So most of those reenactments, I would think, would be able to resume with this TRO in effect. Now, if uh, if you could walk us through the uh, process, I mean, you know, many of us, Max, uh, we, we get word of a decision which sounds really good to a lot of us only a few days later to get a contrary decision in the other direction, which takes the winds out of our sails. I mean, we went through how many decisions on the Great Northern Grain Elevator. My head was spinning. That was a... That was a fascinating case, by the way. I think the judge came to the right conclusion there. Um, This case is going to be appealed to the Second Circuit Court of Appeals in New York City. And based on the the national trends of the appellate courts, 
I do not believe the state is going to win its appeal. Also, based on the way the Supreme Court is aggressively enforcing the Bruin decision, they are. Your listeners should know that they're, they're doing that. Uh, there was a case out of Massachusetts where the First Circuit Court of Appeals issued a ruling that was in contravention of Bruin regarding uh, pistol licensing and pistol permits. And Justice Thomas wrote the opinion. They vacated and remanded the decision. So it's quite clear to me in terms of how I predict the trajectory of this case, that if the Second Circuit were to reverse this TRO and reverse the trial court in Syracuse, I suspect, I strongly suspect the Supreme Court would step in, vacate the decision, and remand it uh, for a new decision that's consistent with the Bruin ruling. So there is a process. This, there will be an emergency appeal. You can expect the assistant attorney general who is handling this case to immediately file the paperwork with the Second Circuit Court of Appeals. Uh, but this is movement in the right direction as far as gun rights are concerned. And these are the victories that gun owners have been waiting for. I expect that they will continue. Uh, stand by, folks. If you have questions about what today's decision means, uh, we would invite those questions at 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. When we come back, I just want Max to give us a quick explanation of this Bruin decision from the Supreme Court that he's referenced a couple of times. You may not be aware of what that entails. has nothing to do with the hockey team owned by the Jacobs family, okay? Just so we're clear on that. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Very appropriate, uh, very appropriate, Lucas Buckley. Um, so uh, let's see, Max Tresman, attorney at law, just mentioned uh, the attorney general's office. And right on cue, I receive an email from the attorney general's office of New York State. Today's decision comes in the wake of mass shootings and rampant gun violence hurting communities here in New York and across the country. While the decision preserves portions of the law, we believe the entire law must be preserved as enacted. We will appeal this decision. Common sense gun control regulations help save lives. I will not back down from the fight to protect New Yorkers from repeated and baseless attacks on our state's gun safety measures. I will continue to defend our responsible gun laws and fight for the safety of everyday New Yorkers. Uh, that's Attorney General uh, Letitia James because, you know, we all know that uh, lawful concealed carry permit holders every day, they commit thousands of murders across the country. <clears throat> uh, let's get back to Max Tresman on uh, WBEN. No surprise there uh, with respect to the state challenging uh, what the judge ruled today in overturning some of, um, you know, maybe most of the uh, onerous new laws that went into effect on September 1st uh, regarding 
uh, concealed carry in New York State. You have alluded a few times to the Bruin decision, and without going too deep into the weeds, can you just give us the uh, the basics before we go to some phone call questions for you, Max? Sure. Uh, and speaking of your email, that was from Letitia James. It was not from a, a local field office, right? Uh, that is direct from Letitia James. I'm on her mailing list. We're good friends. Oh, I, I see. Yeah, you know, the, the actual attorney general, the AAGs, uh, especially in Buffalo, they are some of the finest trial attorneys in the area. Real good people that work there. But I, I'm not surprised that James is going to be appealing this. Um, so getting right into the Bruin decision, uh, Nyserpa v. Bruin, for uh, those who are not familiar with the case, was a case that came down from the U.S. Supreme Court this past June. That was the last Supreme Court term. It expanded the scope of gun rights and changed the standard by which courts must review challenges to gun laws. So uh, in very basic terms, under the Bruin decision, a gun law will fail, meaning it will be stricken, enjoined, uh, prevented from being enforced, however you want to put that. The law will be stricken if it strikes at the heart of the Second Amendment right to keep and bear commonly possessed firearms, and that the regulation does not comport with the nation's history and tradition of gun ownership. A good way to illustrate this is from today's temporary restraining order from the Northern District of New York. New York wanted to force people to disclose three years of their social media history. The judge, applying the history and tradition standard from Bruin, that there was no historical analog for any type of social media disclosure and enjoying the law. So the state cannot make up new restrictions on firearms like handguns or rifles that did not exist at a national level prior to the, uh, the legislature coming up with that particular law. So the Bruin decision establishes this history and tradition standard. It is even more difficult to over, for the state to overcome history and traditions review as opposed to strict scrutiny. This, is, this type of test is really stricter than strict scrutiny. I, I expect the semi-automatic licensing law, I expect that, expect that that will be the next default. Well, we can only hope. Uh, Max Tresmond is with us on News Radio 930 WBEN. Let's get some calls on uh, for Max Tresmond. Everybody in order. And Sam in Niagara Falls, you're on WBEN. Welcome. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Thank you for devoting some time to this issue. It's very important to a lot of us. Um, Max, I, 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 I didn't, didn't know if I caught the whole thing. I thought that you mentioned state parks, that you're okay. I'm sorry. Uh, County parks, but I didn't know if you uh, mentioned state parks as far as your ability to conceal carry in state and county parks. And the other thing I I, I seem to I just point of clarification, this um, the injunction upheld the block on restaurants, uh, concealed carrying restaurants. Thank you very much. I'll, I'll listen. All right, thank you. First of all, uh, state parks and county parks, Max. The actual text of the decision, I will just read it. It'll take a minute here. Based on the historical analogs presented to the court thus far, the court finds it impermissible for the state to restrict concealed carry in the remaining 10 purported sensitive locations, which include 
libraries, public playgrounds, public parks, and zoos. So they don't dif- differentiate between state parks and county parks in the decision. Of course, I should point out that some zoos do have signs. I think the Buffalo Zoo actually has a sign when you go in saying, no firearms allowed, and you'd have to ab- abide by that. You would. You would certainly have to abide by that. Buffalo Zoo is, is a, uh, I believe it's a private not-for-profit corporation, and its property rights are you have the right to prohibit people from doing anything on your own property. And as far as the as far as the restaurants, we touched on restaurants. That is now off the table. Yes, I think there may have been some confusion with how I explained it previously. Uh, the restaurant and bar prohibition was enjoined. It wasn't upheld. Presuming that this decision stands, the government will not be able to prohibit people carrying their guns in restaurants or bars. Let's go back to the calls on WBEN. Next up, we have Terry in North Tonawanda. Terry, thanks for holding, and you're on with Attorney Max Tresman. Go ahead with your question. Okay, Mr. Tresman, you you just answered one of my questions. Uh, How does that relate to gun clubs that have bars? Is that is it going to be okay to bring our guns back into the into the clubhouse? Ultimately, I think it will be. All right, fair enough. Uh, when you say ultimately, uh, what do you mean by that qualifier? Yes, the uh, the temporary restraining order has prevented the government from enforcing the ban on carry in locations where alcohol is served. The TRO doesn't go into effect for three days, and this case is going to be appealed. So if the appellate court issues a stay, or if in some parallel universe these plaintiffs would lose the case and the Supreme Court did nothing, that would be one thing. But assuming that the TRO goes into effect in three days, then the state would not be able to enforce the ban on carrying in locations that serve alcohol, like bars. And I would think that gun clubs that are affected by this decision would be all right. Now, I need to ask you this question. Uh, The next court that is going to decide on this will be the Second Circuit Court of Appeals. And is that the final word in New York State? If they uphold the decision that was made today, does New York State have nowhere else to go? Well, the state could appeal to the U.S. Supreme Court and ask them to reconsider the Bruin decision. It's highly unlikely. So if this case loses, number one, the way that the Supreme Court is made up, I think Letitia James, if she was speaking candidly, would admit that it would be highly unlikely that they would win that case at the Supreme Court. So they probably wouldn't appeal. If the Second Circuit affirms this TRO, that's going to be the end of it for all practical purposes because the Supreme Court would certainly not grant certiorari in contravention of the Bruin decision. And and with respect to the aspects uh, that were not struck down today, um, for example, the 18-hour training requirement, is that going to be the subject of, or is it likely to be, in your opinion, the subject of another lawsuit? Because there isn't a historical analog to that. 
There isn't, and that's a possible lawsuit that would be brought in another court. There, I believe there are other cases right now that are pending challenging that. So we'll have to revisit that if another decision is issued. As it stands today, that 18-hour requirement will remain in effect. 803-0930, Attorney Max Tresmond is with us answering questions on today's big court decision regarding New York's uh, gun laws, which went into effect on September 1st. Matt is on the road, and he's on WBEN as well. Matt, go ahead with your question. Yes, sir. Thank you. So regarding the 18 hours of training, like in New York State, when you walk into a gun store to try to buy a pistol, you can't hold it, touch it, or anything unless you have a valid permit. How are you supposed to do the 18 hours of training if you can't hold the pistol? And, you know, an instructor can't transfer a gun to you either. So what are you supposed to do? That is not correct under the new law. Under the new law, the, there is an exception to Article, 260, uh, Article 265, the penal law, that allows people to handle a gun for the purposes of training. So that, of all the issues that there are with the law, that is no longer an issue. Does that include firing the, uh, the firearm? I believe it does. For the purposes of qualifying, yes. You can handle the gun, you can go through the required training course, and you will not be subject to any type of criminal charge for doing that. Matt, I hope that answers uh, your question. We go now to Lane in North Collins. Lane, you are on WBEN. Hello. Hi, Tom. Happy Thursday and esteemed guest, Mr. Troutman. Thank you for coming on today. Uh, I had a question answered on the break about the signs on the restaurant allowing people to come in with uh, concealed firearms, but I do have another one, and that would be, uh, does this decision affect anything of the past SAFE Act, such as uh, pistol grips on AR-15 or Fourth Amendment violations of confiscation of personal property? No, that will be coming. Uh, we'll have an answer on that in the Lewis v. James decision. Today's decision was strictly about handguns. Okay. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that, and thank you for coming on today. All right. Thank you uh, very much for the call. By the way, the name is Max Tresmond, T-R-E-S-M-O-N-D. Max Tresmond from Tresmond Law. 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. Who's got your back, Max? Who's got your back? Let's go to John in uh, Lancaster. John, you're on WBEN with attorney Max Tresmond. Go ahead. Thank you. Um, so one of the questions on the, uh, like if you're buying a rifle or something for the NICS check is, have you ever been convicted of the crime of domestic violence? But if you've been arrested for it and they give you probation or they say, you know, don't get in trouble for six months or you pay a fine or you have counseling, how do you know? Is that a conviction? I mean, because other than everything being dropped um, and you don't go to jail, like it's, does the little stuff like that count as a conviction? Because it's a felony to fill out that paperwork wrong. So if I wanted to buy a hunting rifle... Well, let me, let me just jump in here and ask you this. What do you understand a conviction to be? That's my question. I don't know. Conviction is... We're, we're going to assume that a person has probation for a domestic violence charge. You were convicted of that charge if you have probation relating to a domestic violence charge. Going to jail is called a sentence. A sentence right. is separate from a conviction. 
So a person who fills out a 4473 form and they did probation for a domestic violence charge, if that's what the probation was in connection with, and they say that they weren't convicted of domestic violence, you're in big, not you, but that person would be in big trouble. Now, sometimes charges get reduced, but for that person who wants to be able to answer the 4473 truthfully and not face a federal charge, which could include a five-year prison sentence and the right. complete destruction of your life, you better call, or that person better call the attorney who represented them on the case, or go to the court of conviction and ask for a certificate of disposition to see what they pled to or how the case was resolved. You know, usually I, serving a long probation period does not comport with something called an ACD, which is an adjournment in contemplation of dismissal. Some charges right, right. are ACD, and others are. Others are uh, pled to. So that person should go and get a certificate of disposition before they fill out a 4473 form, or they may have the ATF knocking at their door. Does that answer your question, Jen? Yeah, pretty much. It, it requires uh, some research then. Thank you. That's perfect. All right. Thank, thank you. Because, uh, Max, basically what you said is if somebody is doing probation for domestic violence, that is based, they've been found guilty. They've been found guilty or they pled to something. This is this is actually a common uh, problem among people who have had any kind of charge. They think that because they were sentenced to a conditional discharge, which means they don't go to jail or community service or probation, that they've got a perfectly clean record. And that is nonsense in a word. Let's go to Bob in Clarence with attorney Max Tresman answering questions about today's court decision on New York's uh, gun laws, which went into effect 1 September. You're on WBEN. Go ahead. Is it three business days or three days that we have to wait? That's three days in the decision. So as of Monday, we're okay. we got to see what the Second Circuit Court does. But, yes, it's been enjoined. In fact, I, I can pull it up right now. The day uh, says three days. Okay, thank you. All right, thank you. But Max, if the state and it's going to, the state is going to appeal the temporary restraining order. If the state appeals, does that mean that the restrictions go back into effect? It depends on what the Second Circuit does. Um, I guess my question is, once the state does appeal, does that mean today's decision doesn't mean anything until the second uh, appellate court makes a decision? Not necessarily, because the, the actual state pending appeal is very succinct. It reads, although the state defendants have not persuaded the court that this temporary restraining order should be limited to the moving parties, state defendants have persuaded the court that the TRO, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I have to make a correction here. Uh, to the question, should be stayed three business days to allow them to seek emergency relief. So it is three business days. It is not Monday. It would be Friday, Monday, Tuesday, then Wednesday. The TRO is slated to go into effect. Okay. Uh, good call. And let's go to Mike in uh, West Seneca. Mike, you're on WBEN. Go ahead. How you doing? Uh, I caught it just walking out of the bank, but I had to listen. And now there's a couple things. If you 
I'm not sure what you actually said. Do you have to have a box bolted to the floor of the car to leave your gun there? And if so, what if you're in somebody else's car? What if you got a convertible? Like, I still have a old Corvette convertible and a motorcycle. Uh, can you pull the slide off and stick it in your pocket? And if you do, can you walk in a prohibited building? That's not a gun. It's only the slide. Crazy, huh? Yeah, Mike, uh, Mike thank think. you. I got We're on limited time here. And, uh, Max, some of these things you already addressed, but do you want to give them uh, the Reader's Digest answer? Some of these uh, questions are very, very speculative. Uh, basically, the problem with keeping your gun in the car came from the fact that you may drive to an area that's a sensitive location and have to keep your gun in the car. So with most of these sensitive place restrictions being enjoined, presuming that injunction stays in effect, that's not so much of an issue anymore, and the decision doesn't touch upon that. And earlier you, you mentioned the part about public uh, transportation. Yes, there, there is an injunction against the law prohibiting or a TRO in, uh, against the law prohibiting the carry of guns on the subway, including the subways in New York City, other means of public transportation. So I, I really don't think that that, uh, that box bolted to the floor is going to be the issue that we worried it was going to be in the past. So is is somebody's um, private vehicle on the public highway considered to be public transportation? It is not considered to be public transportation, but there's nothing illegal about having a gun in your car if, if you can have it. Uh, people should still be smart about, people should always be smart about concealed carry, also always be safe about concealed carry. Don't be a don't be a jerk about, you know, where you're going to carry and try to test the laws. You can't bring a gun into a polling place. I don't see any court in the country overturning that law. That's the reality of it. So don't be the test case where you go into a polling place and complain that you couldn't bring your gun into the polling place and tell everybody where you left your gun. That's going to do nothing but invite attraction. I know people who would do something like that. And... You know, you got to be smart about this. Yeah, well, I think a big part of life is uh, trying to stay under the radar by not doing stupid stuff. Um, Max Tresmond, I uh, thank you very much for joining us the opening hour of the show and answering uh, my questions as well as uh, listeners' questions. Your time is very much appreciated. Thank you. It's always a pleasure to be here. Have a great day. I'll talk to you on my way home. (laughs) Max Tresmond joining us, and uh, his email, by the way, is law at tresmondlaw.com law at tresmondlaw.com it's also on the Bowerly on WBEN Facebook page it is uh, coming up on 257 at News Radio 930 WBEN uh, you guys want to comment more on this uh, decision I'm not a lawyer but it doesn't mean I can't take your phone calls I mean everybody knows I'm a neurosurgeon not a lawyer on News Radio 930 WBEN Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is kind. 
stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.